Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney, alongside Jay Woodson, and no McLean Boyd tonight. We're not even really positive where he is. He just said he couldn't do tonight, and tomorrow night's Valentine's Day. So um, he said he might try to join us, so we might get a pop-in visit from McLean tonight. I'm not sure if he's on the road or what, but at the moment, he is not with us. So, Jay, how are you? Good. Good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, did you watch Super Bowl? What are your thoughts there? I did watch Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good game, man. That's really all I was hoping for. I just wanted to see a good, good competition come down to the very end. Um, and it, it and that's what we got. I mean, two I two of the best teams in the league, you know, super high powered offenses, and always Seems to come down to, you know, I hate to say this because I'm not trying to say that the players on those teams are not great or better than the other teams, but it usually comes down to good coaching and good schemes. And, you know, if you've got, I mean, Mahomes is a, is a great player and so is Jalen Hurts. So I'm not trying to say that, but are they that much better than, than the other guys? I don't know if they're that much better. I mean, everyone talks about Mahomes' arm, but. I mean, he that's he's he can throw it far. There's a lot of guys can nowadays. A lot of guys can. But Josh Allen can throw it far, um, and he's not faster than any other quarterback. He's a little shifty, but I think he's just got a damn good coach. I mean, Andy Reid is incredible. Three of the last four Super Bowls, um, and he was doing it when he was with Philly. I mean, he was taking take him to the NFC Championship game year after year after year. So, I mean, I think um, he made Donovan McNabb better than he was. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, he won with. At a pretty decent rate with Michael Vick after he got out of jail, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I think he he can make quarterbacks better. Now I think Mahomes is is special too, and he's got oh, a yeah. winning no, no. winning knack about him. But sure, he's got some of the intangibles. But I mean, if you put him on the Jets right now, do they go to the Super Bowl? Probably not. You know, I mean, yeah. even even a mid grade team, you know, if you put him on a you know a team that just missed the playoffs, you know, I, I don't think that all of a sudden they become a Super Bowl Super Bowl contender just because he's on the team. Uh, but I think you can put an average quarterback on an Andy Reid team and they can they can still be contenders, if that makes sense. So sure. I think the combination of the two is the, the obviously the winning combo. If you have a great quarterback with all the intangibles and a great a great coach with a great scheme, you're gonna you're gonna do yeah, well. Same thing with Sirianni. I mean he's got he's got Jalen Hurts and he's a good, damn good coach. I mean he's He's obviously newer to the scene, but he's good. Yeah, I think Andy Reid is probably one of the better all-time offensive coaches, maybe behind Bill Walsh, and maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Maybe Mike Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what happens with with Philly, because it sounds like Philly's going to lose their offensive and defensive coordinators to head coaching spots. So that's the thing. You become successful in this league and then the, all your coaches get poached to go elsewhere. Yeah. And so yeah, can you, can tough. you sustain it yourself and yeah, replace or, or them? Be a good enough, good enough coach and a uh, well, well liked coach where you can bring in some other good talent to fill the spot. So yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see, but if he's good, he'll find a way, you know, to do it. Yeah. Um, I, but. I enjoyed the game. I, you know, I didn't, I kind of wanted both teams to lose, in all honesty, for various reasons. Um, I just I can't root for Philly. It's just a Boston thing. Like New York and Philly 
I just, I'm sorry. I just can't root for those yeah. cities. Just can't do it. And their fans are, they're tough, man. I mean, they're tough. Yeah. And I don't mind that. We got tough fans in Boston. I, they're not as bad as Philly fans. I, you know, I'm sorry yeah, for probably any, not. our Philly listeners. They, you, they, and you, if you are a Philly fan, you know what I'm talking about. They're, <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty ruthless. And, for for sometimes for no reason at all, but you know that's they're diehards. That's the way they roll. Yeah, um, and I went to three of my good buddies at Clemson were from Philly, and that just made me hate Philly even more. <laughs> we used to always get into it. I even just threw a shot at one of my buddies, Reed Lansinger, who's a listener to the podcast, a great PJ professional up in Jersey. He put a post about you know losing, and a couple a couple of the other teams have lost recently in the playoffs, and. He said, yeah, I can't wait for the Sixers to lose in the finals. I said, don't worry. They're not going to make the finals. I just had to just just stick the knife in just a little bit. Just a little bit more. Um, and then I, but I also don't want the Chiefs to go on this massive run and take down any Patriots records either, you know? So I'm trying to protect that that Patriots dynasty as well. So, um, three, out of the, three out of the last four Super Bowls. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, with a below average receiving core. I Especially mean, now they got rid of Tyreek Hill. Below average, yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we've talked about this, but I mean, Kadarius Tony was, this guy wasn't playing anywhere. On the streets. Uh, yeah, and Marquez Valdez-Scanley was the, the guy that nobody wanted. You know, he just happened to land there as a third or fourth string, you know, wide receiver. They I mean, Kelsey is, Kelsey is special. I still, we, you know, we're watching, the, I'm sitting there with my dad, who's a you know 40-year you know Hall of Fame coach, and we're, he's like, he just, it's amazing that he gets open. It's he's ridiculous. Open. It's, and it's like, wow, this is the best player on the field from a receiving standpoint. And he's gotten, I mean, it's not like he's making contested catches. I mean, he can, and he does, but I mean, he'll have no one around him for like 15 yards. I'm like, how is he that open? Like, who who are you it's focused on more so than him? It's so stupid. It's like, especially without like Tyree Kill, it's not like they got a safety way back, you know, yeah. covering the, watching the Spreading deep ball the though, that opens the middle of the field up. It's like, dude, just double team Kelsey. Yeah. The other guys are very average at best. Yeah. And I think it really comes down to that, you know, with a receiver and a, a quarterback are on the same page and, you know, knowing where, where to be, where to go. Um, that's, that, that's a whole nother level. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, like Cooper cup and Stafford were last year when they, things were just, just sparking like it's like how does how does Cooper Cup get that open? I mean he's he's a yeah. great receiver. He sets up his the defenders well, but still it's like man he's going against some of the best athletes in the world, and it's like you shouldn't be that open. But you know yeah, it's man, it's pretty incredible. Goes, goes to offensive scheme, yeah, scheme, scheme yeah. up, scheme him open. But what'd you make of the call there at the end, the defensive holding? Yeah, I mean it was a you know. It, it was a hold. I mean, and and in the the cornerback, uh, what's what's the guy's name? Um, it was right on the tip of the tongue. Uh, Bradbury. Yeah, I mean, he even I mean, he owned up to it. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's basically they they hold a lot, you know, <laughs> and it just just happened to be at the wrong time, and it was it was a it was a light one. It wasn't like it was really egregious, but it was like and it was what it was, and it just it was enough to where he was in the in the uh the eye of the 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 ref and you know it's just unfortunate you just hate to see a game you know dictated by you know a call but uh, you know at the same time had he not held him and, and he break it broken free and made the catch and then he would look bad that way too so um yeah i you know. 
I didn't like the call. Yes, it was holding. It is a penalty. They just weren't calling it all game. If they were calling, yeah. if they were throwing a ton of flags and they were calling it a tight game all game, yeah. then fine. But you kept your whistles in your pocket for how, how many minutes? 58 minutes? Can you not just yeah. keep it in your pocket for two more? You know, it was a little there ticky tack. It wasn't the worst holding I've ever seen. I'm not sure it really affected his route or what was going to happen on the play. Yeah, it was. um, Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I agree. They didn't, they didn't, um, I don't, were there any, were there any defensive penalties in the second half? I I think I read that there was, there was no defensive penalties, Um, you know, no, no pass interference or holding calls. I think I read that there was only two penalties that were during the course of the play, like, not a false start or a delayed yeah. game or something yeah. like that. Not a pre-stop penalty. Um, there was yeah. only two actually, you know. And so, yeah, I think that, I mean, it was, a, was it a penalty? Yes. It just sucks. Now, I granted, I, I still think Bucker makes a field goal. It's 38-35. But now Philly's got, what, a minute 40 and a timeout or two timeouts, whatever it was. Big difference. Yeah. So they could probably. The way, that, the way they were moving the ball, I mean, it would be hard to say. Boy, the both teams win it. It's hard to say that they wouldn't have gone down the field and at least had a chance for a field goal to tie it up and go to. Yeah, I agree. Um, But, but uh, credit credit to the Eagles. They they all took the high road. Sirianni was like, "Hey, there's a lot of other plays in the game that we should have stopped them. We we gave up 38 points. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I'm going to credit myself here. I just didn't trust the Eagles' defense. Everyone was talking about how it was just vaunted defense. And I was looking back at their schedule, and they played garbage all year. They didn't face any good quarterbacks. And I was like, I don't know if they're as good as their stats indicate. I mean, they were the NFC East. I mean, I mean, you could argue that three teams made the playoffs. But again, that's how that's how bad the NFC was this year, in my mm-hmm. opinion. There was just no good teams. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys, they could they look like a Super Bowl champ one second, and then they look like the worst team in the NFL the next game and then you had the obviously had the commanders which we all know um and then the eagles i mean i'm sorry the eagles the the giants were i mean yeah they made they did make the playoffs this year which is great but that offense was was you know was you know up and down all year too i mean it was was not the most consistent you know setup there so it's not like they were playing against you know high-powered offenses so you're right I, i agree um and that's that's how many that's six games right there yeah, one of the times I played the Cowboys, I didn't even face Dak. He was hurt. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. the biggest Dak Prescott fan, but he's a serviceable. I, yeah, I, I like, I mean, I, I like Dak as a person. I think he says all the right things. He works hard. He wants to be a good team team player, but I, there, he just, I just don't think he has it. He just yeah. something he can't see the field very well. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think they were tested uh, the way that. You know, obviously Andy Reid and the Chiefs and Mahomes. I mean, they've been there. They they know how to handle the pressure and to get it done. Yeah. Did uh, did you win any money? I I did win some money. We did an office pool and I, I won the. Uh, we were doing squares and I won the the first quarter and everyone was you know all giving me shit just right from the get go. Oh, this is rigged and and then I won the fourth quarter too, which was the big payday and they were they were not happy. Your wife won uh, one of the quarters too. She did. First time she's ever won money gambling, I think. <laughs> she didn't even know. I'm like, I had to walk in there and tell her. It was, it was the end of the half. I was like, hey, if they make this field goal, you win. She goes, oh, cool. And then she just went about her 
you know, hanging okay. out with the girls. So she could have cared less. But <laughs> I'm I'm retiring from squares. I'm never doing that again. I I don't think I've won a squares pool, and I get in multiple ones every year for some stupid reason. I don't think I've won a squares pool in twelve to fifteen years. It's been forever since my numbers ever come up. And just pure luck. I have I, I, I no. On my actual like somewhat knowledge and betting, I came out on top. I think I I had a lot of different irons in the fire, if you will, in various ways. And I think I ended up netting a hundred and oh sorry, I netted forty-five dollars on the night. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I lost like a hundred and fifty in stupid Super Bowl squares. So it would have been like a two hundred dollar night, you know, nothing crazy, but it's like damn. you know, I, I've done a uh I've done some squares in the past where you could pick your pick the square or the numbers that you want. They do the numbers ahead of time, and each square is a different price tag. Value, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you get like, you know, seven and seven or seven and four, you know, zero and four, these all these high-profile numbers, they, they cost more. Cost more than um, nine and two. Yeah, or, <laughs> I mean, five and five. I mean, that's that's got to be the worst one you can get because – the only chance that you're really going to get five and five is in the fourth quarter, and you're not going to finish in a tie. I mean, it couldn't be a worse, the worst number to get. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have five and five, but I, I was looking at that. I was like, that's awful, because at the end of the game, it was five and five, and you're like, you know, this can't end in this way. <laughs> Somebody's going to score. So, anyways, I'm done. I'm retiring from squares. Screw that shit. <laughs> but let's get into a little golf. Let's, uh, you know, we're golf experts here, allegedly. But we we do partake in some football, so I sure have fooled a lot yeah. of people. Um, so waste management. I'm uh, sorry, the, the WM Phoenix Open, no longer called the Waste Management. Scotty Scheffler can't, can't say that anymore. Why? Why is that? Well, they changed the name of it. Like I think the company is now called WM. It's no longer like, Waste Management. And you can't even. I mean, uh, that's weird. Why would I mean? Everybody knows what it stands for. So why would you not just stick with it? I don't know. That's what they changed. I, I'm just telling you what they changed the name to, Jay. <laughs> don't, don't don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I think technically we're not allowed to say Super Bowl either, right? Isn't supposed to say big game, isn't that like trademarked? Well, yeah, the Super Bowl. Like you can, we can say Super Bowl, but you can't. I don't think you can call like a contest. Like, oh, this is the Super Bowl contest. It's yeah, it's you can't use that. Game. They've trademarked that that term. Yeah. So, anyways, WM Phoenix Open. Scotty Scheffler is your winner and returns to number one in the world. I watched a lot of this this weekend, all four rounds. Um, took him a while to get, kind of get back on schedule after the, the frost delay on, on day one. But you had some big names up there, obviously, Scheffler and Rom. And, you know, JT made a kind of appearance on the, on the leaderboard late, your boy. Um Spieth and Hatton and Xander and Ricky Fowler makes a whole one, but yeah, what do you make of uh, what do you make of Scotty? You know, I'm, I'll I'll be honest with you. I did not think that he would would pull it off. I mean, obviously, once the week got going, he was playing well. But beginning of the week, I didn't think that he, I didn't think he was going to defend. Um, I, I'm I'm starting to. He's he's. You know, uh, he's really come along, you know, and that's tough to come to a tournament that you, you're expected to play well because you won the year prior. Um, that's always tough to to come out and and, and win back to back. 
the, uh, the, there's a difference between those players and a player that can win once a year, but you come back to the tournament that you won the year prior and now you come to it when it's an elevated event, the field is 10 times better than what it was last year. And you beat every big name in the game. Now you're, now you're trying to, you know, you know, you know, put yourself at the top of the list when it comes to, you know, who are the best players in the world. And with so, the, with that carrot of number one available, knowing that him or Rom could have gotten number one with a win and yeah. they need, they needed Rory to finish where they did, where he did um, down in the thirties too to, to make it happen. But yeah, Scotty, like I think you were were on that text chain, and I was just like, both him and Ram. We've talked about it. I have a hard time rooting for him. I don't dislike him, either of them. I just don't get as excited for them as I do some other players. But yeah. you got to hand it to the guy. I mean, he's pl- played his freaking ass off these last year now. You know, with the wins, and he was playing his ass off for a year before that. Just wasn't wasn't winning at all, but. Man, he he just has that knack for making these like clutch putts, like and long putts too. Like not just like stuffing it to you know six feet and and making birdie. He makes a couple that like it seems like when he wins, he starts to almost like put away people. He he makes a couple in the middle of the round, holds like six to thirteen in there, and then you know made that big eagle on thirteen yesterday, and it's like oh yeah, he's not faltering. He's gonna try to step on someone's throat. And he doesn't come off that way from a personality standpoint, but his game does. You just never know what guys are thinking and how they handle pressure. You know, that's an that's an internal thing, and those those are you know the the intangibles that we talk about, like being clutch. Like one day we're gonna we're gonna have some type of stat that or some way to to measure clutch, and I don't know what it is, but those are the guys that that you want to try to model yourself after and, and figure out what they're doing, what they're thinking. Um, because they they obviously know how to get it done, um, but he yeah you're right he made he's just making so many and the greens are so perfect out there and we talked they about that really in the week and just because the guys make make more more putts of length out there and they make more putts inside of ten feet just in general they're just making more putts because they're they're just in such good shape and I I don't know if I would say that they're flatter than most greens um, that they play on, but it sure did seem that way. I don't really have anything to back that up. I haven't read that, but just looking at the greens are bigger. And I just feel like you see a guy with like a, you know, a 30 foot putt that breaks like, you know, eight inches. And it's like, that's, I mean, you can make that. You know, on the yeah. Greens this like would be a ton of big undulation, no big tiers or ridges or. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I mean, back to your point. I mean, I think, yeah, he certainly is has put himself. Does do we put him in, into like a big three right now with Rory, Rom, and Scheffler? I mean, he sure is playing like it in the last. This was kind of was this the win that kind of sparked everything last? This was year? His first win last year. Jeez, yeah, so, first I mean, win ever was last year, and then he, you know, he won what four of four or six or four or seven events. So I mean, I, yeah, maybe that that's all he needed just to get it figured out. I mean. He's not, he's not, I hate to say he's not fun to watch because he, he, like you said, he does, he, at the end of the, at the end of a tournament, he can, he can kind of shut the door and, and close somebody out. But like he, he's got a funky little swing. He's got weird foot movement. He's not like a overly striking athlete, although he's very athletic to be able to swing like that. Mm-hmm. But you're not looking at like a, you know, looking at t- like Tiger. He's like, you know, guys fit physically, like a physical specimen. Like, yeah. He's not that guy. 
He's kind of kind of goofy a little bit. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. Doesn't really give you a whole lot of insight into who he is. So the personality at least doesn't show up on the golf course. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's not like that in person, but I think the uh, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Is he part of the Netflix show? He is. Yep. He is. Okay. Well, which that's we got two days. Is it fifteenth? The fifteenth. Although I yeah. watched the first episode today. Oh, is it out? Yeah. They did it, like a preview. I didn't uh, know that. Actually, it came out via a commercial last night during the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. And, and then so some people started po- posting it around. So I ended up watching it today. Um, the first one focuses on uh, JT and Spieth. Nice. Uh, and kind of their friendship. And Skip uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, but I yes, think. Yes, Scheffler is in it. But see, this is, I think this will could could and should be good for for some of these guys like Sheffer, like, so Spieth is a no brainer. Everybody knows him. He wears his heart on his sleeve mm-hmm. and people like that. Cause they feel like they, they know him, they see him whining and the complaining on the golf course. <laughs> and they're, and they're like, Oh, that sounds like me. That's what I do when I play, I whine and complain and yell at my ball. And that's what Jordan Spieth does. And like, well, we're the same. Um, and JT's kind of like that a little bit too, but like it, people relate to them because they're more open, you know? Sure, yeah. And, um, but Sheffield's not that way. Like he's very quiet and reserved and we don't know anything about him and we don't know anything about his personal life really. So I think this will be, this is good to see if he's going to be a high profile player in 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 the sport, like we need to know some more details, like what makes you tick? Like what, yeah. what do you do outside of golf? All that stuff. Um, and this, I think this will, this will help. I'm, I'm, a, I'm pumped to watch, you know, episodes two through whatever they have. <laughs> <laughs> I did think of you. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's JT and Speed. This is awesome. That's how they kick off the show. But I really, I, I, I really don't dislike either one of those guys. I mean, it's just funny, but I'll keep rolling with it. <laughs> just because you guys, it, it's somebody. kind of a bit. We've kind of just, uh, we've kind of pigeonholed you into this, this take yeah. now. <laughs> I'm sure I, if I were hanging out with uh, Justin and Jordan, we all would have a great time. They seem like good dudes. Yeah, they, they seem, like they seem, time. and then we obviously, like you said, you've seen a lot more of their personalities mm-hmm. um, over the years and in, in certain things, especially with JT in the match doing that a couple of times. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the little, little quips back and forth with each other. And uh, they were with the two of them on a private jet and um, playing a practice round at, at um, Southern Hills you know, like kind of in advance week before anyone was there. So it was good. I'm not going to, we'll, we'll figure out what, how the, as also the show will handle the recaps or maybe we'll just add a segment once a week for, cause they're, they're dropping all eight at, at on Wednesday. So at yeah. one time you'll be able to see them all, but maybe once a week we do a little, maybe we need to do a, our, a, our thoughts, a, a show covering recapping the, well, there's like the there's like three others that I just saw that came out this week of like other people like oh yeah I think a couple of them are next named the same exact thing called full swing thoughts, uh, oh. so we will not be the only golf podcast recapping no. the no. Uh, Netflix show. But if you're if you're not recapping, then you're you're missing out. Right? Exactly, it's one of those things. Yeah. So. But um, I got to going back to the the WM. I got to tip my cap to Nick Taylor. I hung in there, right? Hung in there all day. You're playing against the number two and number three players in the world. Two titans in the game that are playing with Rory, the best golf, the hottest players. You could maybe even actually throw in Max Homa in there. 
Yeah. But th- those two of those guys, and then it's little old Nick Taylor from Canada. Everyone was probably expecting him to shoot over par. Yeah. And he beats Rom. And, you know, and then just kind of towards the end, Scotty made a few more putts and, and Nick did. And that one on 16 was a killer. Yeah. And he was pretty much on Scheffler's line. Scheffler makes that, I don't know, what was that, 18, 20 foot par putt. And Taylor has a six, eight footer on the same exact line and he misses it. And then Horseshoes is putt on 17. And that was, that was the ball game. But I will, he, he hung in there, man, for, for that stage. And that's going to do wonders for his, obviously his his wallet, his bank account, but um, just for his confidence too. Those numbers. Speaking of his wallet, last year, um, he what did they say? Oh, so he won two point one or almost two point two million dollars for this win, um, and it said it's nearly five hundred thousand more than the combined efforts of his last two full seasons. He won five hundred thousand more than he won the last two seasons in this one event. I mean, no, he knows this. Like, I mean, any player, you know how much money you've made, <laughs> and you know how big this stage is. I mean, this two point one is like winning a, a major in years past. I mean, that, that's more than that. I mean, that's yeah. What, what was what was the what was the players last year? Did it get up? Did it get over two million for first place last yeah, year? Yeah, because. Um... I can't remember what it was last year, but was it two years ago that uh, JT won? I remember he, for some reason it stands out. He won 2.7. 2.7, okay. So but I'm I mean, not sure, Cam, if he won 2.7 or if it was 2.8, 2.9 or whatever at that point. I mean, this is this is insane for this guy. I mean, huge, huge. I mean. Yeah, he made 832000 last year. Yeah. He made 862000 the year before. Gosh, that's that's I mean, what and like I said, that's that's the most incredible part, knowing that like, hey, I'm if I can just keep this together here and if I don't win, if I finish second, which is not a guarantee with the people that were yeah, you know, chasing him down. I mean, that's I mean, he's set. Like, I mean, he's set. set. Yeah, I mean, he's he's having a great year if you look at his um not just this week, he's had a couple other top twenties, a couple other top tens. Yeah. You know, so he's already just shy of three million dollars for the year. Man, that's oh, what a what an awesome. I mean, these are the guys that you kind of you pull for. And you're like, wow, that's that's cool. I might have to start picking him more. He's had six top twenty fives. He's playing well, playing really well. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm again, like I, I, don't, I just don't know enough about this guy. You know, I. I I just I mean it's I know it's hard for the PJ Tour to kind of you just don't know who's going to be in the lead, you don't know who's going to be in the mix, but it, it, it they need to have like they need to have like a a couple ten minute clips of each one of these PJ Tour players. It should be something to do right from the get go of the year. Like, hey, you're a PJ Tour member. Let's sit down for you know a day. We'll follow you around and let's get some let's get some footage and that way we've got some some detail and some firepower. You know, I know I, I don't know what that looks like from a, a monetary standpoint, but I mean, I know how, how much, I know how much footage you need to take to get 10 minutes worth of, of clips. A and ton. it's a lot, but you can do a lot of it can be scripted. You know, you can do an hour long interview and, and you can get a lot of that. Um, you can get a lot of that done. So again, I don't know if you can use it all year, if it's old stuff, but something, I think 
some effort to like have more, more info on these guys to create a little bit more connection. Um, I think will certainly help. Like yeah. I said, if a guy like this is in the hunt, you're like, Oh, who is Nick Taylor? Here he is. Let's go roll the clip. You know, this is us visiting him, you know, six months ago at his home and wherever, you know, and then you're like, Oh wow, he lives here. This is what he does on his free time. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's the shit that people really like. And my, yeah. that's what I like anyway. Yeah. I remember when Tiger was playing so great, like all you wanted to do was get a little piece of what he was doing, you know? I mean, I, and this was kind of in the heyday. I was in high school and college when he was going through everything and just dominating. You're like, what little tidbit can I get? What is this guy doing? What does he do in the morning? What does mm-hmm. he do in the, in, you know, during the day? And he would give you nothing. Like you got nothing. And I don't, you know, looking back, you know, he, he again, he separated himself uh, from everyone else from a playing standpoint, but it also separated him from like just people in general. He isolated himself. Yeah. Didn't really have anybody in his corner, but him against the world kind of thing. It was him against the world, but that's what made that 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 whole enigma even even bigger and greater. It's like because you didn't know anything about him. What does this guy do when he's not playing golf? Like who is he? Well, we all know what he really was doing, but <laughs> I mean, but from a golf standpoint, you're like, what is he doing to make himself that much better? <laughs> um, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. kudos to Nick Taylor. Yeah, good good finish. Um, what else did you make? Um, Rom's still um, good. What about Xander? What about the whole the whole drop? Did you catch wind yeah, of that the yeah. other day on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, Twitter I, was I, all up in arms about it. Uh, he he just played with him. It's it was all within the rules. I mean, I've yeah. I've done that. I've pulled that. I say pulled that, but I've I've used that 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 uh that rule before, uh, and it's not uncommon. Like. It is what it is, you know, irregular or abnormal ground condition due to, you know, burying animal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, what is the, that, the, it's rule 16 one a, um, you know, interference exists when a, any, any one of the players uh, has one of these situations true. Um, the, the player's ball touches or is in an abnormal condition. And this was, that was the case. It just so happened that his ball was up against the tree. tree. Yeah. And you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know why like golf Twitter was all a flutter about it. I'm not really sure why. I mean, I guess it was maybe because he called for a second opinion and the, and the the first guy said no. And then he asked for a second opinion, which you can do on a judgment call on the PJ Tour and the more senior official came over and granted him relief. And I guess the backstory on the two officials is the the first official is it was like the first time of, of I'm not sure if he's the first time on tour or the first time doing this event, but he didn't, hadn't had any experience at TPC Scottsdale. But I guess the okay. senior official, I, don't, I forget their names, had been there with the tour forever, has done this tournament a whole bunch and has seen these burying holes and he before. That that's an issue. And he knows that that can be an issue in the desert. So, you know, hey, he is well within his right to ask for second opinion and he got it and yeah, I mean, it's it just it's just more of a glaring, you know, piece of good luck when you see where his golf ball was because he yeah. was royally screwed. Yeah, and had he had he, let's just say, had he not been um, up against the tree and he was still in, you know, the the you know the burrowing animal was still around where his footing was or where the ball was. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it because he probably wouldn't have. It, that or he may not have even taken a drop, you know, 
let's be honest, it it's there for the player if they need it. You know, it, it's 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 to make sure that you know they're they're not getting an unfair advantage or, or a disadvantage due to something outside of their control, and it's for safety. Like if you've got a burrowing animal, again, I know this is going above and beyond, but the reason it's there abnormal ground condition. If you're getting ready to hit a shot when there's something burrowing underneath you, you don't know what it is and you don't know how big of a hole it is. So they're like, Hey, let's not take the chance. And the same thing with, with uh dangerous animals like fire ants, like you, yeah. if you've got enough of them and it's a judgment call with, a, with, uh, with the rules official as well, you know, so yeah. it's well within his right. And that's the, one of the few times, I mean, people always look at like, Oh, the, you know, the rules are not always there to hinder you. Sometimes they're there to help you. And, and the guys who know the rules better than the others, take advantage of it or you know for patrick reed's you know situation he sometimes he doesn't know the rules and or he just tries to stretch them the way that he wants but yeah I, you know xander did the right thing I, I don't think there's any question at all i don't i don't even know why they're bringing it up i think it's it was very obvious why he did it and you get a second opinion and the second well, opinion i think it's just one of those things says, yeah just like we talked about the you know everyone's making a big deal of the officiating in the nfl because of a couple of big Mm-hmm. bigger issues that there have been in games this year. And I think, you know, any kind of rules question or issue in golf now because of kind of Patrick Reed and some stuff gets yeah. just becomes just a little bit more amplified and there's a little more eyes and focus on it where maybe five, you know, 10 years ago, people don't even pick up on it. They're like, Oh man, he got a break there. And then they go about their day, but yeah. it's, um, cameras and the social media everyone's yeah. got a voice now that makes it you know yeah. we're no different <laughs> here we are on a podcast yeah but yeah i mean that um it's just more visible um yeah but yeah i hadn't i didn't have a problem with it at all i thought it was no brainer another cool cool moment happened on that i think it was that same hole on saturday um this week's mic'd up player was tom kim that they interviewed playing the the 13th hole and he's just a just again just a fun loving dude personality wise. But the cool thing was another great caddy player interaction that just showed how important a good caddy can be for these guys. And awesome. you know, you see Ted Scott with with Scotty Scheffler now has um, made a huge difference in his game. We, well, most likely, I mean, Scotty could have done this by himself with a different caddy, but. You know, he changes his Ted Scott and then all of a sudden starts winning like this. And we talked about the Keith Mitchell interaction last week with John Lamonte. And then this week, Tom Kim and uh, Joe Scovran, Ricky Fowler's former caddy, going for the green, par five. Did you see any of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So going for the green, I think it was the yards. He had 215 and, and Tom grabs a four iron and immediately Joe's like, too much club. Nope. Wrong club. Talks him out of it, tells him, no, we're going to play a 200 number, not 205. He goes, it's a hard six or just a simple little five. And he switches clubs. It's at the four feet, <laughs> five feet. It's just just cool, especially for a young guy. And Joe's like, no, I know what this yeah. is doing. I, and I, there was, I thought that whole interaction was awesome. And so the, for two reasons, um, one, the – one, the, the player and the caddy have a have a mutual respect, you know, to where the caddy is feels confident enough in, in what he does to be able to tell the player that's the wrong club. And the player respects the caddy enough, a lot of mainly because, you know, Tom Kim's younger and this caddy's been in, in the game for a long time. You know, they they have a mutual respect where there's like, hey, I'm that's the wrong club, buddy. 
It's the wrong club. Okay. Well, what is it? What is, what's the right number? So that was the first, the most obvious was that the fact that they have that respect for each other, um, that they can, they can have that interaction, which is cool. Cause there are plenty of players and caddies that don't have that yeah. and they seem to struggle. Um, the next part, which I thought was even the coolest part was that you could see, um, you could see his caddy continue to work him down on the number. Like he kept putting the number in his head. Like he had two twenty two to the hole and he kept, and they were like, he was like, okay, it's two fifteen shot. And he's like, oh no, I, you know, it's more like a, I was thinking, like you even mentioned, he's like, I think it was like a hard six or a soft, a soft five. And then he's like, okay, like a two, two ten. He was like, yeah, I was thinking more like, you know, like 200. And then, you know, then he picked in Tom Pitt. Tom Kim has the five hundred hand. He's getting ready to hit. And he's like, okay, like a 208, 209 shot. And he's like, yeah, 205, 205 yeah. shot. So he just kept bringing him back down. Like, and it was these little words that the last, the last, thing that Tom Kim thought was 205, 205, 205, even though he wanted, you know, 212, 210, 208. And he was like, okay, yep, 205 shot. And he knew that he wasn't going to get him to 200 shot, which is what he wanted, but he got him down yeah. to that last thought was 205. And that goes a long way. That's like, that's like a caddy when you get, you know, you know this because you, you've worked with a lot of caddies at the club, but a good caddy well, once you discuss what, what you want to do, a good caddy will, will, will come to an agreement and then you let the let the player go. Um, a bad caddy, I said bad, but a caddy who maybe struggles is the caddy that stands behind the player and then right before they hit, like, breaks more than you think. Breaks more than you think. <laughs> like, well, how do you know what I think? Like, yeah. you know, th- that's like, that's not a positive uh, thought to think about. Like, but within this, in this situation, the, like I said, the caddy was working him down to get a, to make him think about a number that was going to push him to the, to the correct shot, which is super cool. I mean, and that's yeah. why, that's why he's been, he obviously been on some great bags with Ricky Fowler. And I, I mean, I'm, that's why Tom Kim is probably playing so damn well mm-hmm. as, as talented as he is. You know, we all know that one shot around uh, is four shots a tournament. And that's, that's a lot of money. Well, especially <laughs> his first full season on tour. He's never played these courses. Oh Yeah. But no Scobbern has. He's been around him for years. So he knows the intricacies of these yeah. certain holes and um prevailing winds. And hey, this plays a little more uphill than we think, or more downhill than we think. And yeah, this is places we just cannot miss. It's dead. You know, he has some experience yeah. to draw off of where Tom just doesn't. He just has his raw athletic ability, which is damn good. But just that little, little extra, like you said, a, a shot around. Um, can mean the difference between a, a top 10 and a win or, you know, a whole bunch of money and FedEx cup points and whatever it may be. So it really you know. is a, it really is a team effort. And I mean, I, I'll, again, I know that it's the player is the one who signs the name on the card and they're the one responsible. They're the ones that do the interviews. Um, but it, I mean, a, 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 a team like that, a, a group, the, a caddy and a player that win a golf tournament. There's so many, so many shots saved and so many calls by the caddy that we never even hear about. Um, it's similar to what we were just talking about before. You take a great quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, you put him on a, you know, middle of the road team with a, with a coach that maybe is not as experienced as uh, Andy Reed. Do we, we, we've never heard of that guy. You know, we yeah. don't know who that guy is. We don't know Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he wasn't the most, you know, heavily, you know, recruited guy out of the, out of, out of high school and out of the NFL. Like when he was drafted, yeah, not many people knew who he was coming yeah, out. Of I was, I was, he's a, he's a guy. Oh, he's, he's 
he's Pat Mahomes' son that tried to play baseball at Texas Tech and wasn't very good, and he decided to play football, and he was pretty erratic. I mean, he wasn't that highly ranked coming out of Texas Tech, and and then, but Andy Reid obviously saw the potential um, and, and made the move and made the switch and let Alex Smith go. But but back to the the caddy side of things, it's a similar thing. If you can take a great player and not pair him up with the right caddy. Um, and they're not going to get the same success, but, um, it, it, I wish it, I wish we could see a more of that. And I mean, maybe they, maybe that's their plan is to get more, more, uh, interaction with the caddies, know more about the caddies and hear what they have to say. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you It'd can really cool see to, just to mic up a caddy, even for a whole round mm-hmm. and then just have like maybe the next round, like you do it on a Friday and the next round on Saturday during the coverage, you just put together a two minute piece of just some clips throughout the day. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a big thing because we all want to watch golf. We don't want to be sitting there watching this, you know, 10 minute long segment on a caddy being mic'd up, but, but it is you can put together two little minute, two minute highlight package of what some of the conversations or, or things were talked about on the day before um, or earlier in the round. I think, I think that would be cool. I think uh, Morikawa said he's being mic'd up. He spilled the beans. He's mic'd up this week at Riviera. Nice. So we'll get Colin one of the days. I'm assuming it seems like they've been doing it on Saturday, yeah. um, round three coverage. So I'm, I'm guessing if he makes the cut, he'll be doing it then because he didn't make the cut this week. So, yeah. So um, a lot of big, a lot of big names didn't make the cut. A lot of big names didn't, or didn't yeah. play well. I mean, Rory is one of them, you know, and I, I think I, I, I had so many lineups set up. I, I think I picked him in our, in our DraftKings lineup and, I knew I was like, man, I was like, he does not like this place. He's only played here one time. And I knew that he wasn't, doesn't like it. This regardless of how well he's playing, he played because it's an elevated event. He has to pretty much had to go, but he, I knew he didn't like him. It's not his, it's not his setup. And he didn't, I didn't like his demeanor. He just didn't seem into the week. Like he just like, like he almost didn't yeah. want to be there. Like in a couple of the, post-round interviews he's like yeah i don't this doesn't really fit me i don't hit it well you know i it, it's just tough driving course for me and you could just tell he was already like down yeah like he's, right. he had resigned himself to the fact that i'm just not going to play well this weekend it's just not not my kind of place and i and i i just knew that and i just wish i had picked him the fan <laughs> as much boy, as i like the him fan boy like, and I, you picked him I know. I was like, I because he's playing so well. Was, but at the same time, then I had John Rom, who it's never finished in inside the top five there, and obviously played well this week finally. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rom's highest finish was when he before this weekend was when he was an amateur. Yeah, he finished yeah. T five. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a couple other things in the world of golf here. Tiger Woods is back this week. Gosh, what do you we'll, think? We'll get to Riviera picks in a little bit, but Tiger does he make the back. cut? I don't know. I was I was shocked. So I had heard, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot, just kind of seeing the pulse of what's going on, and you get some rumors and news and reaction from things. And someone had had tweeted out like, "There's whis on Thursday, like there's whispers Tiger might play. He has t- till tomorrow afternoon to um commit." And I was like, what? Like, there was like nothing from anyone else. And then sure as shit, he commits on Friday afternoon. It was, I think it caught a lot of people off guard. Obviously, it's it's his event. He's a host to an extent. The His foundation is the beneficiary of it. And so he'll be there regardless. 
But yeah, he's playing. Ah, does he make the cut to answer your question? No. It's a tough does golf break, course. Does he break 75 both rounds? No. <laughs> I think he does one round. I think he, I think I he think does he, one round. Yeah. I think if it, it depending on I think his afternoon round, whichever one it is, I think he can he's warmed up. I think if, if it's a little warmer, I think he can shoot. If he gets hot, the putter gets hot, I think he can shoot, you know, one under, even par. Uh, I think the morning round, depending on what day it is, if it's if his morning round is in the second day and he's got a tight, the tight turnaround, you know, that that's the one, and everyone looks at this differently, but you know, that that late, that late wave morning wave is a tough wave. Um, because you don't have any time to work on anything, don't really have as much time to recover. So most guys especially recover for him. Especially for him. Most guys, and it's, everyone's different. You know, some people like to just, you know, bang it all out, and, you know, basically, you know, 18 hours. But a lot of players like that morning round on Thursday, they get out, they, you know, say they get off and have a good start. They have time to relax and they come back in that, that second afternoon. Um, but that for, especially for a player like Tiger, that's not a good wave. If you, I, I don't know if they've come out with the tee times yet. I don't know if they have. Not yet. They normally do they on have. Tuesday. Tuesday. So, yeah, if he's a late, if he's a late afternoon and then a morning, that's not a good. That wouldn't be a good setup for no. him. And I, because if he can, if he can roll through the juices of of um, of a morning round on, on Thursday, give himself a full day, really pretty much to recover and re- rest, and then have an afternoon round, that's his best best yeah. bet. Um, not to get too technical with him, but I I think it does matter for him to have that for a younger guy. Yeah, whatever, you're absolutely can, right. Yeah, but for Tiger, I always like their, all the help I always, I always mm-hmm. like the early late because it just gives me a chance to try to work out all my kinks and the shanks yeah. that I had. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't. I just that's a tough golf course to come back on. Like, it's not very yeah. forgiving off the tee. It's not very forgiving around the greens. It's usually a you know, ten, eleven, twelve under winner. I just man, that's a tough one to come back on. I would have picked a little bit of an easier place to to play. Not that easy of a walk, is it? I mean, I've never played it, but I, I do know that it's got some kind of rolling hills. I think there. it's okay. I mean, other than where the clubhouse sits and where the first tee is, and even Max Homa. So there's a cool little montage that PJ Tour put out of um these guys' reactions when they because he committed when they're on the golf course on Friday afternoon. And they asked him, Hey, did you hear Tigers playing? And their reactions were all pretty cool. Like everyone was just like jazz and excited, like, oh man, that's awesome. Max Hum was like, Oh man, that's so cool. He goes, We're gonna have to carry him down number one and up 18. But other than that, I think we'll all do it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's, it's kind of pretty flat when it gets down to the down to the bottom there. I don't think it's too bad. Yeah. Well, he but that would, is I a mean, steep ass hill from the first tee down to the first fairway. And I think even from have, the like the driving range back up to the first tee. What if he takes a cart down and just takes two shots and then the cart up on 18? <laughs> like, what was that? Was that, uh, was it Tommy? Not Tommy Armour. It was, uh, it was, I don't know. It was Tommy Armour the third. It was an old caddy of mine that I had. <laughs> yeah. No, God Burroughs. It's God Burroughs. God Burroughs the third or junior, not the, the older, older guy, but he was playing in a nationwide event. Big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, and they get to the 18th hole, and he's like, "What's the cut going to be?" He's talking to one of the rules officials, and he's like, oh, "I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be two under." 
And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, and he's like, looks at his cat. He's like, where am I? And he's like, you're at 500. He's like, all right, let's jump in. And he just jumped <laughs> in the cart, took two shot penalty, got to his next shot, just finished the, finished the round, made the cut by one and went on. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a funny story. Yeah, screw it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the cut. Yeah, might as well. What screw it. Fuck it. He lit but up yeah. a cigarette and jumped in the cart. It'll be good to see him. You know, it's always yeah. fun. We obviously everyone, well, not everyone, most people love Tiger. It'll be fun to have him back. There'll be a little extra buzz and juice, and the guys will be all jazzed up. And uh, I guess a lot he was of people watching. Yeah, a lot of people watching. He I hasn't he played at in... LA Country Club Scout, and I guess he wasn't playing today, but he was there. He was spotted, but maybe he's planning on playing the U S open. If he's looking at that, he hasn't played a non major in two years or longer than that. Uh, I saw this too. It was the Zozo. I think it was 2020, 2020. So that Zozo is late 2020. So you're, you're talking almost two and a half years because that's, that was the last tournament before. And he was, he, this is where. Isn't this where he got in the? It was L.A. The, yeah, this is where he got in the accident. So it's two years ago. Two years ago. Maybe there's probably something he's got, probably got some some little internal battle that he's like, you know what? I'm going to come back and I'm going to play in this damn tournament because I missed it, and that's where all this all this shit happened. I'm going to come back and I'm going to play. Um, he's probably created some type of little narrative in his he's head. Never won, never won here it. either. He doesn't play well here, no. which is like he can't walk the course. He doesn't. He doesn't play well here. And we're like first tournament non-major in two years. Like, oh god, can he break? Can he break eighty? That's what I'm thinking now. It's like, does he break eighty? Yeah, I think there's no chance he makes the cut. I would love him to make the cut, but I think he's just trying to. It's his event, and he's trying to dust the rust off if he's going to try to play. You yeah, know, obviously he's going to play Augusta. You know, does he play the players? I don't know. It's a tough golf course too. Um, it's flat. He doesn't. Least. He historically he doesn't, doesn't play there. I mean, he has won there twice, but he doesn't really play well there. No, I he mean, doesn't have a lot of high finishes. No, uh, but so yeah, he's back. The big cat is back. Um, you want to you want to talk live names and logos? Did you see that promo video they put out? You no, know, the video is not that bad. It's okay. It's, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of what I expected, though. It's, it's not kind of like- cheesy, but it's like, all right. I mean, whatever. I mean, at least it's choreographed well and produced well. But yeah, the the names are still weird. But again, if 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 they can stick with it, they they just need consistency at this point. They need they need predictability. They need the only way people are yeah. going to start to pull for it is if they're like, hey, this is the this is the way we do things. Start to get some consistency year after year. And so people can start to, they know what to expect when it's just kind of a hodgepodge. You know, people don't know what they're doing. I still don't know if I love the, the 48, the 48 players. Uh, I wish it was at least 72 or 70. I think I'd, I think I'd feel better about a, a bigger or a, well, a, we still haven't heard field. any of these teams. I thought there was supposed to be this big, like free agency and trades. And like, there was like two, like the, first week after the season ended and we haven't heard anything they started two weeks we don't know who's on the teams if the teams changed at all there were two name changes um cam smith's team's all aussie team is now the rippers and what am i missing is this an aussie thing i don't know maybe rippers what is that what does that mean i don't know 
Sorry, I feel like I shouldn't know. Just like when you hit a shot with a lot of backswing, you're just going to rip it back? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking maybe it's like an Aussie thing. Like It could be. Rip rippers, rip curl, like I don't know, it's like a surfing thing. I don't know. Some, some, I don't know. Just I have no but, idea. Well, then uh, you got range goats. Range goats sounds like a Bubba thing, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Bubba's all. team is now the range goats. I will say their logo, the goat logo, is actually kind of cool. It's probably the best yeah. logo on the on the tour. Um, but the range goats is awful. And then did you see any of the videos Bubba put out on social media? They're like trying to explain the videos. range goats and he's like doing a ba sound like as a goat and i'm just like all right dude enough <laughs> i threw it in my mouth a couple times i was like enough and the the goat is means golfers on a team oh oh really <laughs> yeah i was oh, like man. oh my god bubba go the fuck away this was after last week's comment. We didn't even talk about it. He, he talked about how he, he had to sign up for Live when his his son was watching it, and he was he knows the aces. He's like everybody knows the aces. First of all, Bubba, no one knows the aces. He's like, yeah, my son knows you know the Kansas City Chiefs and the Dallas Cowboys, and he knows the aces. I'm like, yeah, don't put the aces on the same wavelength as, as those teams. And oh, by the way, Bubba. You were agreed to go to Saudi Arabia like way back because last year at the Saudi International, he was recruiting people. And when Liv put out their very first promo video, he was the first guy in it, even though he wasn't on a roster and he didn't join until months later. But this was in the bag for a while for him joining. So he knows the aces. Everyone knows I mean, the aces. Name, name them. Do you know who who are on who's on the aces? Uh, well, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson. Um, Pat Perez, but then now I don't know who the fourth is because Taylor Gooch is off. Oh, you line, you lines on the four aces now. So what did they kick Gooch off? Gooch is on a different team. I don't remember which one, huh? But that Man, was that sucks for him. Yeah. So, but like if if you walked into any men's grill in the country, any nineteenth hole in the country, and you said who were the four aces? And I'm talking, we're talking golfers here. This isn't just like any sports bar. Yeah, even go to a sports bar. I live right next to right, right here in me and Goochland, the sports page. If I walked in that restaurant and started a bunch of sports fans sitting there watching games, and I started to walk around and say, hey, who are the four aces? They're going to be like, I don't know, women's soccer team? Like, they're not going to know. Like, no one's going to know yeah. the four aces, Bubba. No one knows them. Yeah, not yet. As, uh, as, I'm, as I'm watching the replay from this past weekend and Big Dick Rick making a hole in one here on seven. Ah. Um, but so the, the more, I guess, kind of live news that I wanted to bring up, I'm going to pull up this article real fast, is the Bryson DeChambeau article um, about his split with Cobra. Do-do-do, give me a second here. Um, it's... It it's, was yeah, it's, that's it tough. was not a long article, um, but man, it had a lot of juice in it and some ridiculously good quotes. Well, the it, there was a couple people high up in in Cobra Cobra Golf that basically said that he's looking for you know that magic pill, and it's just not there. It's not a real yeah, thing. Yeah, so like, he came out last week with a comment that like technology needs to catch up to the modern player and how fast people are swinging it and the ball speeds and how fast they're hitting it. And so 
um, Ben Showman, who is, I guess, basically the tour rep. I'm trying to find his title here. Yeah, the PJ tour rep, who caddied a little bit for Bryson when Tim Tucker quit unannounced. Showman went yeah. in and caddied for a few events. <laughs> his here's a quote. I would quote, I wish him all the best, but it's going to be a struggle just because of what he wants to do. Uh, who's Ben's at his beck and call, Ben's over backwards and come a request. Um, it's such an asinine statement, especially for a guy who is perceived to be all knowing when it comes to science and physics, that he said that a driver, that he needs a driver that he can hit anywhere and everywhere across the face and find the fairway. End quote, showman said. With increased speed, demands increased precision. It's just like a race car. You got to be a better driver when you're running at 200 miles per hour than you do at 75 miles an hour going down I-95. He doesn't believe that. He thinks there's a magic bullet out there. He's looking for a unicorn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of contradicting himself in that whole statement. You know, that he understands science and physics, so he should know that. The, with with that much speed, you're going to have much more dispersion, regardless of uh, where you're talking golf or not. Like anytime things start to move faster like that, there's there's the chance for recklessness or less control. It's that's yeah, you're you're losing like, more and more control the faster and faster you get at anything you yeah. do. Yeah, I mean that's, but that's he's again. I've always said that I, I do appreciate the fact that he does question and he tries to find a better way. But there is a there is a point where you you reach kind of diminishing returns where you're diminishing returns where you're you're, you're like I, I, you've got to just hey this is what you have is really good really good like you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel here you just have to be really good at what you do and and be really consistent you know you don't yeah. have to go back and change everything all the time and it's some for some people it's hard to do I mean. I, you know, I've been a part of that a little bit. You, you're, you're just trying to get better. So you're constantly, okay, what can I do to get a little bit better? I just need, I just need a, a 10th of a stroke, you know, you know, every, every time I'm, you know, I've got a wedge in my hand or every time I have a putter in my hand, I just have to be just a teeny bit better. So how am I going to do that? And I think at that level for a lot of guys, I'd say majority of the guys, it's just less thought and more, just more reps and, and allowing your subconscious to kind of take over right and yeah for him he just won't let himself do that it, it's like i gotta think about it i've got to think my way through it well he's also and gotta blame others too like dude like uh, yeah but and then like it says uh cobra's r&d team and tour staff invested more time and effort with the shambo than arguably any brand has with one of its ambassadors as an executive of one of the big four competitors said quote we don't have the manpower to deal with him I think he's just a massive pain in the ass for these people, these oh, R and D people. And I can, I can believe it. They're like, I just not worth like, it. We we uh we can't give you what you're asking for, Bryson. Sorry. And and honestly, the uh, the other part of that is it's not worth it for any of them to take the chance on a player that may not he may not play in a major, he may not play and and, and not get any they don't they're with There's no exposure you know, to tour that doesn't have any visibility. Like I mean I, I I don't blame him for not doing it right now. Now, if that changes and and say Liv gets a you know the you know, this contract with CW ends up being a, a good thing and more people are able to watch it, then that's one thing. But it doesn't look that look doesn't look like it's going to be that way. No. So it's like, hey, I, I, we paid you X amount of dollars because you played on the PGA Tour and you're on 
every, you know, national network every weekend. Um, but now you're not, now you people have to go to the internet to watch you play. So I, from a, from a marketing standpoint, I could totally see why they're like, Hey, you're just not worth it right now. You know, yeah. it's not worth it to us. So his contract expired at the, at the end of the calendar year. And, and it sounds like some of these manufacturers are kind of doing the same with others. They don't know what to do with them because they're all in technically in breach of their contracts, but you know, they don't know. So they're just kind of letting them expire, but it sounds like Cobra, it's a little live tidbit in here. That doesn't sound great for live that Cobra was trying to re-sign him to a contract, but live has to sign off on any manufacturer deals for these guys. And I guess they put a Cobra, put a, a sent live the proposal back in October for a new contract for Bryson, and they never responded to it. Ooh. Wow. Now you're now you're really digging into these guys' livelihoods. Then. And it, it's like, then it goes back to the whole like, oh, yeah, the freedom, the freedom, the independent contractor, the freedom. Mm-hmm. You can't even sign your own manufacturer contract now. You have to have the tour sign off on it. Yeah, that's, like, that's not good. That goes against what you guys are selling. And then now you're going to cost player maybe a bunch of money if the thing's just sitting yeah. there on the table. And you're not responding to an email or a letter or a call or yeah, that's that would yeah that would really you know tick me off. But again, you know the the who knows what each they're all different. It sounds like all these contracts are different, so it's oh, not yeah. like this this the singular you know thing that they all sign. They're like, hey, this is the way this is the way to the live tour. But man, they're all different. They've all got different deals. So and then other quick news. We'll get before we get to our picks here. Um. Bryson sucks. I'm oh, sorry, Bryson. Oh yeah, he does suck. But Brooks misses the cut. All these. Another thing again with this. The, all that these, was a Freudian slip. It was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Um, all these guys wanted the freedom. You know, they only want to play 14 events and the freedom to spend the time with their family. But now they're all over just traveling Asia to try to get world golf ranking points. And they all played in Oman. A bunch of them this week. And Brooks misses the cut. 74-78 in Oman. Can't even make an Asian tour event cut. <laughs> Which is arguably the fourth best tour in the world. Yeah, it's behind yeah, the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's PGA behind the DP tour, World DP tour. tour, Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted to just stick it to Brooks there <laughs> for a I second. Mean, it's, it's hard to even, like I said, they're that by them not being in the in the golf news, it's and not playing in any events like the Live Tour hasn't even started. It they just. Yeah, they're just kind of fading away, really. Um, they're all like lost at sea. They don't know yeah, what the hell. They're just they're... kind of floating around, like, oh, what's Dustin Johnson doing? I haven't seen his name in six months, or you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cam Smith. I mean, I would say that Cam Smith not playing is probably the most disappointing. Um, Cam and DJ, DJ, and yeah, DJ and Cam because they were they're these guys are good, really good, and they can still win majors. Um, and that's the kind of the the bummer because they just kind of not been in in the mix. Now I think but they don't have the reps either. Like I mean, yeah, they're not getting any rep. They're not playing anything. So that that's like even if they do play in in Augusta, which they are going to, uh, and then the U.S. Open, and uh, they're just they haven't been playing that much. So it's like you take the guy who who plays, you know, once a month, you know, in a tournament, like, I don't know. That's tough. Um, but well, uh, I'm assuming we're going to hear see teams soon. I don't know if there's been any changes or tweaks or 
again, about two weeks out. I forget the exact start date. It's February. It's, it's this month. I mean, we're here sitting here February 13th. So it's not this weekend, but I think it's next weekend. They're they're playing golf, uh, Mayakoba, and we don't really know anything. So. Oh, we still don't know. <laughs> so what's the, what are the rules again for this yeah, tour? What's going on? How do you do this? I, yeah, I think, I mean, I know we'll probably dive into this once they, they come around, but like we've said, for for them to create any real fan base, they're going to have to really, um, they're going to have to really dig in and, and cre- have some consistency year in and year out, week out, week in and week out, you know, and I don't think we've quite had that yet. If they do that, I think that's when the TV deals are going to come um, when they, and when it's a, a consistent product and people know what to expect. Uh, that's why the, the, the TV, uh, the TV networks are not signing on. They just, they're like, I don't know when you're going to change the rules on us. And we don't want to, we don't want to sign up for something that's so unpredictable. And I don't blame them. You know, uh, again, as as fans, we don't even know, you know, what the heck's going on. So until they can create some consistency for the fan base um, and then the fan base know, or the TV networks know what the fans are watching and what they want to watch. I mean, they're just, they're going to react after the fans are there, uh, not before. Yeah. So that's why they haven't we haven't seen anything from a major network and we probably won't. Now, I don't think we'll see one in a couple of years if they stay around that long. No, and part of that is because most of the major networks are tied into the PJ Tour in some form or fashion. Yeah. But, um But right, yeah, I mean and not even just like the major 3, but like I said Fox or something like that would be your your next the only one. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, want to do our get to our picks. Um, yeah. Our DraftKings picks, Jay, did not go very well. Not the two of us so. last week. McLean not beat the good. piss out of us. He did. He had all six make the cut. I think I had three. I think maybe you had three as well. The three guys that didn't do anything, didn't play very well. Yeah. So, uh, but we are at, at Riviera Genesis, like we've kind of already talked about a little bit here or there. Great, great golf course on the PGA Tour. One of the best venues Tough golf course. It's it's always gotten a good field, and now it's just even even better this year being a a designated event. And so usually fairways, ball striking. Um, you miss a lot of greens here. So I, I I was just doing some some reading up, and strokes gained around the green is is an important stat for a lot of these guys. People that I think are familiar with the the grasses too, the Southern Cal guys um, with the Po and the Kakuya and, and that kind of stuff is, is important. So I think it generally lends itself to someone that can, you don't have to be a complete bomber at this golf course, but you can't be really short either. They get a few meaty par fours. So um, you want to go first? Um, I'll let you go. You want me to go? Okay. Yeah. Um, I did something that I've haven't done in a while. I went through, I picked a team and I didn't change it. <laughs> I feel like I've been just dicking around with my te- my picks and um, I'm just kind of going to kind of go with my gut here. So, uh starting at the bottom no real course history here, I don't believe uh cuz he's a rookie on tour. But I just like his game for this place, and I've I've picked him a few times, and I've mentioned him a bunch. Thomas Dietrich, no real major weakness in his game. Hits the ball a long ways. Good iron player. 
has been playing steady. Nothing outrageously good, uh, but just steady, making cuts, you know, top 30s, top 40s. And so I like him at, at 7,100. Wasn't able to get into the field for whatever reason uh, last week at Phoenix. Um, but I like him at 7,100. Then I'm going to go up to Taylor Moore, who has been playing very, very well. And um, I think it was top, maybe not a top 20, top 25 uh, at Riviera last year. So I think his game fits and has been playing some, some solid golf. Uh, I mean... His last few events, T14, T15, T11, is uh, pretty good. And then coming off with some his first event last year at Riv, I think it was T21 or something like that. Uh, I like his his game trending at Riviera. Then I'm going to go up to um, Mr. Keegan Bradley. Drives it really well, which you're going to need here. He hits it, um, hits his irons flush. I'm a little worried about his short game. At Riviera, um, but I like Keegan Bradley. His game has just been very, very good. He's got a spotty track record uh, at Riviera in the last handful of years, um, but in his heyday, he he did play well here back in the day when he was uh, playing better. Then I'm going to go up to a guy that I never pick, and for some reason I've never rooted for this guy, but I will this week. $8,000, Adam Scott loves Riviera. Just Loves it. Um, has the perfect game for it. Has been playing pretty well over the the last handful of months here. Um, past winner and just just courses horse for a course with Adam Scott. Then I go up to Southern Cal boy. One of my man crushes. Actually, I get two man crushes as my next two picks. Max Homa, $9,700. One here two years ago. It's just It's like his favorite place on earth. Tiger's going to be in the field. It's going to get him jacked up. Knows the course, loves the course. Is playing well. One of the four hottest guys in the world over the last 12 months. So Max Homa. And then $10,100. JT. Mm-hmm. Hadn't been playing great. Just had a top five finish. Uh, last week, he's going to be jacked up because Tiger's in the field. And his game fits this place. Perfect. Uh, he's had a f- few top tens uh, in his history here, T6, last year. And so I think he's uh, starting to round into form. So I don't know if I have the winner on my team, but I got a very solid squad. I'm going to go with that. You do have a solid squad. Um, gosh, and I, you know, I'm I'm kind of a, I'm looking at my my lineup here, and there's some changes that I wanted to make. Um, but since we are um, we're doing this right now, I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> you gotta pick it, change. pick it or stick it. You gotta pick it or stick it. Um. Gosh, I've got I've got two kind of uh, two kind of lineups that I'm really I'm really happy about, um, and I think I'm going to have to go with the other one. But man, I do like a lot of the players that you just listed. <clears throat> but I am going to um I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, I'm gonna stick with what I got here. Um, 
I'll start from the bottom. This this guy literally just you know fit the fit the uh, fit the mold there. Um, really, no other reason why I picked him, but it just kind of fit uh, fit what we were doing. Um, and he's kind of come back, um, you know, from from a you know back injury. Friend of the pod, Lonto Griffin, um, at sixty five hundred bucks. And just hard golf courses. I think he plays well. Um, and I know he hasn't played since uh, AT&T, but he made the cut there um, and then also uh, played well at the Farmers for a little while. So I'm hoping that he kind of can can make the cut and get me some points at that price at that price point. Um, and then I've got a lot of mid-tier guys, but then I jump up to Bo Hostler, who's had some a good run there the last two weeks, uh, 14th and, a, and 11th place finish. So, again, I'm hoping um, he can maximize at 7200 bucks. Uh, then I jump up to a guy who is coming off of a win, Justin Rose. Again, uh, I don't his his success rate out here. I don't think is is super super high. Um, I was trying to pull up his his stats in the past, but obviously coming off of a win, that's always that's always great. You know, anytime you can get a guy that's coming off a win, he's he should be riding high. He's swinging the club much better um, than he has in a long long time. Um, so I'm I've got a feeling. I mean, he's I'm going back. I'm actually seeing some of the stats now. He's he's made the cut in this event. You know, seven the last eight years. I'm sorry, seven years and a couple one top five, one top ten, a couple top fifteens. Um, so you know, nothing spectacular. But again, if I can get a top ten out of him at eight thousand, that's pretty good. And then Adam Scott and St. Price. Again, he's just got a great track record here. Um, plays really well at this golf course. Again, all these guys are really. Com- complete players in my opinion um they just drive the ball well good iron players the greens are small so they don't have to be in their in their pose so they don't have to necessarily be incredible putters mm-hmm. i think obviously if you want to win the golf tournament you need to be a good putter but a lot of these guys are really complete tee to green um so i think i think that will benefit them um then i uh i jump up to uh, mr max homa at 9700 for all the reasons you already stated same thing great complete player playing great golf tee to green just really good obviously and he won here was it last year or two two years ago two years ago he won so he's got he's got uh some good vibes there and then um to round it out i think he's going to get off this what he finished 30th last week um mr rory mcelroy oh did it again pumped Tigers in the field. When Tigers in the field and there's buzz and it's not some gimmicky golf course with the Super Bowl the same week, that's just not Rory. Rory needs the classic golf. He needs his motivator. Tiger's going to be there and he's going to show everybody why he's the best player in the world uh, and he's going to get the win. So um, back on that horse. There's my, 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 I feel like my squad is super, super rounded. Obviously, I'm taking a little bit of a flyer on, on Lonto. I just really, I just need him to grind it out, make the cut. If he can give me a a thirtieth place or thirty fifth finish, uh, that's a, that'll be enough points. Yeah, and these, other, these other guys uh, hammer it out. I didn't realize Rory has a better track record there than I, I remember. Just uh, yeah, yeah, he's played well there. Tenth last year, he missed a cut in twenty one, but then a fifth in twenty, a fourth in nineteen, and then two twenties in in eighteen and sixteen. Yeah, so, I mean that's a pretty damn good track record i did just off the top of my head just you know arbitrarily i did not think he had played well there but um i was i was wrong so yeah 
So, and again, I still think, like you said, it, I think he likes the buzz of of this tournament, and it's the fact the Tigers there last week was not his his thing. Not his and I knew that, and I was I totally just let, like you said, I let my 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 being a fan of him. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to use that word fanboy. That's not that's a weird word for me. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm gonna just say fan. Um, but I think me being such a fan of him, I just wanted him to play well because he had been playing so well. And I just knew deep down, like, he's not going to play well here. He doesn't like this golf course. He's only been here one time in his career. So that was my that was my mistake. But this week, he does like this golf course. So And he does yep. like this event. All right, cool. I like your squad. Yeah. Good squad. Good. Um, we don't know test. who McLean's. We don't know who McLean's picking. We'll see if he can come in last place. It would be nice for us to. Um, the, what's 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 our what's our point? What his his season long. So for our listeners, the three of us are gonna we're doing a season long kind of tally here to see who has the best picks. You get five points for coming in first, third for three points for coming in second, one point for coming in third. We threw a little couple of shekels on it. Uh, McLean is leading at fifty points. Uh, I jumped you for second now at forty two, and you're in third at forty one. You and I just keep. Bouncing back and forth. We need we need to fin- him to finish last like three times in a row. Yeah. So. Damn it. But he's not here for his pick, so we'll see. We'll see. He just needs to sign up, and he just doesn't get to put a lineup in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It's just zero points. Yeah. So, alrighty. Um, you got anything else in the world of golf? No man, I'm I'm excited. This is uh, anytime Tiger plays, uh, it's a fun week. And then not only that, you got Tiger, you got Rory, you got you know Rom, Finau, and what, who is some of the guys that are playing? What's the guy's name? Just Justin, Justin Thomas. Yeah, one Justin of the best Thomas. players in the world. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best players in the world. Some of the what? most talent out there. <laughs> Way more talent than Finau. Uh man, that's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, he is he is a he maximizes all that he's got and he is fun to watch. He he's a yeah. good, good player. He's a very so, good player. We get the all the all the studs here at a, just a fantastic uh, track and Tiger. So what? And there's no football, so everyone can just focus in and locked in. Sunday afternoon just get locked into some some hopefully a, a packed leaderboard and and some some drama. So yeah. awesome. Uh, dude. All right, buddy. That was fun. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate it as usual. And um, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Later. Later.